0: Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. In today's deep dive conversation with WREL 5 On Your Side producer, Pritchard Strong, we're talking about electric cars. How do they drive? Are they, in fact, more efficient, cheaper to operate? And is the infrastructure in place to make owning one right now feasible? Pritchard, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I myself have a lot of questions about this. I keep seeing my friends and neighbors with electric cars. And there's a huge push right now, right, in our country from the federal government, from car companies to go electric. So your team did something really interesting. You did an investigation where you drove different cars to see how long the charge would last and would it be practical. So what did you guys find? Tell me about your investigation.
1: Yeah, so we kind of took it from the approach of does this work for your family? Could you take it on a road trip? If this was your primary car, would it work on a daily basis? So we picked three common tourist destinations, the beach, Charlotte, the mountains, and we tried to make EVs work for each of those road trips How long does it take you to charge and get back on the road? Couldn't you make a round trip? Things like
0: that. And I know one of the biggest questions people have anytime you're talking about a car, but especially about an electric car, they're not cheap, right? So what what do these cars cost and and is there a range?
1: Yeah, they're not cheap. Um, The average for an electric vehicle is around $59,000. That is $11,000 higher than the industry average for all, all vehicles. Um, so significantly more expensive. There are tax credits in place right now, though $7,500 max for new cars, um, but they have to fall under really specific categories. The materials and the battery have to be, um, you know, sourced in, uh, I believe, North America or trade partners, and they have to be produced in the same. Um, and only about 17 qualify right now, uh, but you can you can get them for used vehicles as well. Uh, trying to bring the cost down a little bit on on these expensive cars.
0: And I know a lot of people might look at it and say, well, I'm not paying for gas, but you are going to pay to charge them if you go to a charging station or obviously if you want to put a charging station at your home.
1: Yeah, charging station at your home is going to range anywhere from what comes with the vehicle, which may be a level one charger that you just plug into a standard outlet, um, a level two charger, which is considerably faster um, you know may be able to charge you in eight to ten hours. that could be anywhere from a few hundred bucks to a few thousand. Uh, commercial level three DC fast chargers. Uh, those can charge you up in anywhere from twenty minutes to an hour, but those would be considerably more expensive.
0: so bottom line is you're saving money on gas, but you're going to have to put money more money up front to be able to, have an electric vehicle.
1: It is It is more of an upfront cost. The charging at home especially is going to be significantly cheaper, uh, the actual power that you're paying for. But yeah, getting that equipment can be uh, a- another upfront cost with EVs.
0: So tell me, what were the three cars that you guys test drove and how did they drive?
1: So we took a Rivian, R1T pickup truck to Wilmington, we took a Kia Nero to Charlotte, and we took a Tesla Model 3 Long Range, uh, ended up going to Winston-Salem is ba- and back. Um, they did pretty well. Um, you know, they got there without much of a problem. The Tesla actually made it to Winston-Salem and back without a charge. Um, you know, the biggest issue, I think, was probably Wilmington. We, we arrived at a parking deck that had a DC fast charger. Uh, It was being throttled, so it was slower than advertised because the city of Wilmington was using excess power. Um, So that ended up taking, I think, an hour and 40 minutes to get us enough charge to get back on the road and and start coming back to Raleigh.
0: And that could be really frustrating if you're on your way somewhere.
1: If you've got to entertain kids, um, you know, if your charging location is not convenient to what you're there to do, it's not necessarily near the beach, it's down, you know, uh, downtown Wilmington. Which is great. There's plenty to do around there. But if that's out of your way, you're talking about having to spend an hour and 40 minutes charging up and and potentially entertaining kids or finding something else to do.
0: Well, lots of good things to think about. We're going to be back after the break with more from WREL's Pritchard Strong about the infrastructure needed to support electric cars. Are we there yet?
1: Breaking news, The Designery can give you the kitchen of your dreams. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are The Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you, or visit our website at thedesignery.com. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.
0: Welcome back to the WREL Delhi Download. I'm talking with WREL's Pritchard Strong about electric cars. And really the big question I think that a lot of us have, are we ready to support electric vehicles with the infrastructure that we currently have? So let's talk about charging stations and where you can charge an electric vehicle in North Carolina.
1: So there are charging stations, public charging stations all over the place, um, and they vary. Most are going to be level two or level three, which is also known as DC fast charging. Um, there's about 2,500 total ports. So think like actual actual plugs.
0: So that might be somebody having it in their garage.
1: Now that would be private. Okay, so, so you're word,
0: saying 2,500 public, okay. Exactly.
1: Yep. Um, so that... There are 2,500 of them around the state. About 700 of those are DC fast chargers, uh, which is what you really want to do if you're on a road trip or you need to get power quick. That's what,
0: 20 to 30 minutes?
1: Potentially, yeah, to to get a decent amount of charge. Um, So there's uh, about 700 of those, but most of them are Tesla. So over 500 of them are Tesla, and they only work with Teslas.
0: Interesting. So is there talk about making them universal?
1: There has been a little bit of a push there, and that is happening slowly. Um, right now, there is one Tesla supercharging station in the state of North Carolina that's, that charges non-Tesla EVs. Uh, that's out in Winston-Salem. That's why we went there. Um, and there are some others coming online, but you know Tesla does have a pretty good network, uh, but it's proprietary. So right now, if you've got, a say, a Chevy Bolt, uh, you, you wouldn't be able to charge it almost all of their Tesla stations.
0: And then the slower chargers that you talked about, I mean, you mentioned an hour and 40 minutes. That's a huge wait if you're on your way somewhere.
1: And that is still considered a DC fast charger, but you're, yeah, it is on the lower end. A level two charger, it could take eight to 10 hours to get a full charge. That's not realistic if you're doing, say, a road trip or if you need to get home, pick a bunch of stuff up and have enough gas to... Or, Excuse me. Fuel, to electricity, get electricity yeah, to, to, case, to get back yeah. out.
0: Tell me about the eighty percent rule.
1: Eighty percent rule is kind of interesting. So if a car, whenever you go to charge, you're typically only going to charge up to about eighty percent. There's a couple reasons for that. One, it takes a long time to get from eighty percent to a hundred percent. And then there's also the battery degradation issue. It actually can damage the battery over time if the battery is holding a full charge. So kind of
0: like a phone. Kind right? of like a phone.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know they they recommend really just topping it up to eighty percent of the battery um, and storing it in in that area. So you know if if you are getting a car that has two hundred miles of range, you're typically only going to keep that charged at about one hundred and sixty miles of range.
0: And I mean you know as a person who drives up the east coast a lot I'm thinking wow what if I'm on 95 and I'm in a traffic jam I mean what do you do and I guess really you don't have a lot of options you have to really make sure you're hitting those charging stations when you start to to realize your charge is low
1: Yeah there's definite planning that that you have to do with these and we actually spoke to one woman who owned a Tesla and she said that she got into trouble one time she The Tesla was telling her to pull into a charging station while she was driving. She passed by it thinking, I'll hit another one. And she realized she didn't have enough charge to get to the next station. So she ended up turning back. She said had to double back about two hours to make sure that she had enough charge to continue on her trip.
0: Um, I know you also talk in your reporting about getting a mechanic. So the good news is you probably don't have to have as much work done on these cars because – gasoline-fueled cars have a lot more issues, but the other flip side of that is only certain mechanics, right, know how to deal with these cars right now.
1: Yeah, it's high voltage, um, potentially lethal levels of voltage that mechanics need to know how to navigate. Um, You know, Wake Tech uh, has a course that they're training these types of mechanics. There have been projections out of the UK that um, there could be a serious shortage um, of mechanics working on EVs around the end of the decade. Um, But, you know, it, it it can be troublesome trying to find someone to work on them. Most Tesla, Rivian, they will come to you and do minor service work, but Rivian doesn't have any service centers in the state. Virginia is actually their nearest service center. So if you have a big problem, you may be paying to have the car towed or brought somewhere where it can be worked on.
0: So, what is your takeaway from, you know, test driving these cars, trying to take them on a trip? Are we there yet in terms of making having an electric car reasonable for most people? And if not, how long do you think it will take?
1: If you've got the time and you can plan and you don't mind waiting, you can do it. I mean, you can make road trips work with these cars. We talked to people who were on road trips while we were doing this. Um, So it can work. The infrastructure, pretty much everybody that we spoke to admitted that the infrastructure needs work. And that work is coming the state is working on, uh, I believe, 100 DC fast charging stations uh, from uh, some recent legislation they've gotten funding for. Um, there are also uh, level two chargers going in across the state uh, as part of the Volkswagen uh, emissions settlement. So, you know, the infrastructure is being built out. Is it everywhere? Is it is it going to be exactly where you need it to be? Not quite yet, um, but, you know, there is a big effort that's being made on it.
0: And eventually, we will probably all have electric cars. It's just a matter of how soon that will happen. So thanks, Pritchard, for your insight. And um, I think we're all going to be watching this in the future for sure. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us part of your morning routine. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcast app you use. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your inbox every morning with Triangle News events and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter.